Hey everybody, it's uh, morning of May the 5th. It's almost about 7 a.m. Went to bed a little bit early last night. Uh, I was gonna do this last night and, and have it up for everybody on Star Wars Day, but um, my body had other plans. I got extremely tired and so I just decided to go to bed. So, hey, you're getting this a day late. But it's some more Star Wars goodness. If you care to listen about a Star Wars fan, talk about Star Wars and, um, you know, everything to do with Star Wars, basically. And, and uh, um, yeah, so, you know, let's just jump in, jump into it. And I thought I'd go through first um, my sort of journey with Star Wars and then... Um, and then we'll kind of talk about some more specific things. Um, and things that were kind of alluded to or announced yesterday, which was which was cool. Um, so, my introduction with Star Wars started... Um, we had an old VHS bootleg copy, I guess you could say. Which... And when I say bootleg, I mean, like, uh, we had family members that had, you know, rec had recorded Return of the Jedi onto a separate VHS tape. And I grew up on that copy of that movie for the longest time. And for the longest time, Return of the Jedi was the only Star Wars movie I had. And it's, and it's even funny because, you know, over the last handful of years I've tried to remember like when I saw all the movies and I want to say I'm pretty sure Return of the Jedi was the first Star Wars movie that I saw um I'm pretty sure um if I saw the first two before that I have no recollection of it I'm not gonna say it won't didn't happen but I have zero recollection of it in my own memory I remember my first Star Wars, you know, memory is having this VHS of Return of the Jedi. And that's all I had for ye for years and years and years. Um, finally, you know, um, one time when I was younger, um, I think within like a three-day span or like a, or maybe it was a couple weeks, you know, ABC did a special thing where they played the entire original trilogy on cable and so that was really my first true memory of seeing the first two films seeing a new hope and seeing empire strikes back and i just fell in love with it you know i, I love these characters i love i've always loved this journey um i remember also when i was little you know one time when they re-released A New Hope into um, into theaters, my dad took me and my little sister at the moment. I believe my mom was still pregnant with my youngest sister. So it was just me and my little sister and my dad, and we all went to the theater to see Star Wars, and I brought, brought home... A C-3PO and R2-D2 poster, and I wish I still had that to this day. I don't, but I wish I did, because I loved that poster. A lot. Um, 
and then um you know i mean obviously you know growing up as a kid you know you buy all the toys you know the action figures you know um you know i had different variations of luke and um a couple different variations of Han, Chewbacca, I mean, a whole, you know, variety of characters. And I loved playing with my Star Wars action figures growing up, you know. Um, when Phantom Menace was coming out, I actually had themed my entire room. My parents helped me theme my room um, Pod Racer themed. I had the, the Pod Racer bedding with Anakin and Sebulba on it, and I had the curtains. Uh, I mean, I was all Star Wars doubt. You know, uh, Star Wars was, has always definitely been my thing. Um, um, you know, I, I took piano lessons with, when I was little. And um, eventually my piano teacher had to, to leave. But, you know, me and her were pretty close. And her parting gift to me was she had all three Star Wars movie special edition VHS tapes. And, um, you know, she gave those to me before she left. And I actually still have them to this day. Um, you know, um, those, those aren't going anywhere. Um, those are staying with me because they're very, they're, they're a sentimental piece for me. But they're also Star Wars. So they're also not going anywhere for that as well. Um, and then, yeah, and, you know, my, my love for the franchise has just grown through the years. As more comes out and more has happened... You know, I remember after Revenge of the Sith came out, um, the first thing I did when I got home after seeing the movie was put in A, a New Hope. And even then, I thought the connection between the prequel trilogy and, um, you know, in the original trilogy was really cool how George Lucas did it, you know. Um, always never really been a big fan of Attack of the Clones. Um, even as a kid, I saw the flaws in it, as I've talked about in, in other podcasts, uh, on, on my, on my thing, other episodes of shows and things that, you know, I've talked about, like, I got into film really early because of Star Wars, different movies like Star Wars and E.T. and Back to the Future, you know, I, I always got into the movie making process, and so I've always had fundamental issues with Attack of the Clones as a film. But there are still some good things to take away from it. I've always loved the Obi-Wan and Jango fight. And um, on Kamino and in space. I like both. Um, but the really the sweet spot for Attack of the Clones. And I've always said this to people. It's like the best part of Attack of the Clones. Is from the, the time that Anakin and Padme get captured. Specifically, the arena, when they start getting rolled out to the arena to the end of the movie. I mean, the action scene with them and, and, and the factory fighting and everything, it's cool. It's, it's flashy. It's cool. But really, I think after that, from the, the time that Anakin and Padme have that moment together before they roll them out to the arena and Obi-Wan is there, um, from that point to the end of the movie is the sweet spot of Attack of the Clones. From then, there, that movie shines. Um, to me, prior to that, it's a little shaky here and there. There's some things about the movie that I feel like could have been a little bit better. But, you know, that's just me. That's just me. Um, 
love Revenge of the Sith, love Phantom Menace, um, you know, um, but then, you know, during my later years of my, in my, in my teenage life, um, I sort of fell away from Star Wars a little bit, you know, um, I did, you know, and it, it's, it's worth to talk about, you know, it's like a, you know, it's like, you know, I walked away from God, I walked away from, from my religion, but it does, it does sort of feel like that because, I started hanging around with a lot of people that really, really hated the prequels. <clears throat> and I had a lot of people around me around that time saying things like, you know, the prequels killed my childhood and that typical thing, you know, the prequels killed my love of Star Wars. And they would give what I thought back then pretty decent reasonings on why they felt that way. And, you know... It got to a point where, you know, eventually it was really hard for me to watch Star Wars and enjoy them because, <clears throat> you know, of course we all know, because of the hate, because of all a lot of things, it wasn't too long after Revenge of the Sith came out that Lucas announced, you know, he wasn't going to be making any more Star Wars movies and that this was it. And, um... You know, in my brain, the thing that would burn was, man, this is it. This is all the Star Wars I'm ever going to get. This is kind of depressing. Like, you know, what, what, you know, what the heck? Um, you know, love tearing off. Uh, is, I, I want to say that's his last name. But the guy who did the 2D Clone Wars series. Um, I should have had this planned out, but let me look it up on IMDb really quick. Um... Um, doesn't say who directed it on IMDb. Oh, there we go. There we go. Um, no, it just has the cast. That is really weird. Um, let me see if I can do this. Ooh, show. Yeah, I, I was close. I was close. I had it. I almost had his own right. Tartakovsky. Tartakovsky. Okay. His Clone Wars, I loved. I remember, um, like, every night before dinner, it just so happened to be around when we as a family would have dinner. You know, um, you know, one show would get over on Cartoon Network, and then, you know, there would be that five-minute period, you know, it would be like 7.55, you know, and in that five-minute period, we'd have an episode of this version of Clone Wars, and I watched every episode of this, and I ate it up, I loved it. I still want to get the DVD, even though it's not technically canon anymore. I still want to buy. Um, I still want to buy the, the DVDs of it to have, because uh, there are some really good Star Wars in, in that. Um, um, you know, I did eventually get DVD copies of all six movies in full screen. Uh, I was a full screen guy back in the day. But don't worry, I've learned from my dark ways. Um, I've come over to the to the light side of the force on that. Um, 
So, you know, but I, but I got to this place where, you know, Star Wars, I was like, man, this is, this is all we're going to get. This is it. And it really took my love out of the franchise. Um, and honestly, I, I didn't watch Star Wars until I didn't watch Star Wars until Force Awakens came out. Um, it was a good period of time where I just didn't partake in anything Star Wars, you know? Uh, I mean, when we had passes to Disney, I would, you know, go ride the ride, of course, because Star Tours was, you know, has always been one of my favorite rides and things like that, you know? Um, but I didn't go out of my way to do anything really Star Wars related. Um, started watching, you know, I talked about this in my episode where I freshly reviewed um, the final episode of Clone Wars, but um, I started watching the Clone Wars when it came out. I watched the first season and then I stopped. And I stopped because it wasn't chronological and it drove me nuts. Um, so, um, but it wasn't because I didn't like the show. I loved the show. Um, but it drove me nuts trying to keep all the story points in order in my head. Like, okay, so this happened, and that happened, okay, and then I'm gonna, I'm gonna screw it. It's like, I'm, I'm over it. <laughs> uh, and of course, you know, Clone Wars movie was pretty god-awful. That's something pretty much most Star Wars fans can agree with. Um, but then, yeah, you know, and I really didn't know how to feel about Star Wars for a long time. Read a lot of the books. I love the Jedi Apprentice series. And I read some of the older books. You know, I forget the name of the book, but, you know, I've actually read the book where Chewbacca gets killed by a planet, and it's bizarre, just as it sounds. Um, um, but then, yeah, and then, you know, Disney bought Star Wars. And... This was a crazy, crazy thing, and it really ignited this new love within me for the franchise again. Um, I got a Star Wars tattoo. Um, I have the Rebel Alliance logo um, on my forearm. Um, so yeah, I'm in this. I'm in this for good now. You know, I've, I'm in this for good. And I guess the last thing that I will say before moving on to the next chapter of this podcast would be and I am one of those people that I don't like all of them but I accept the special edition changes in the movies um, I actually like the victory celebration song at the end of Return of the Jedi much better than Yub Nub um, the changes in A New Hope don't bother me at all I love the changes they made and Empire, I think the changes that were made really expand on the universe. I think that is the best movie as far as the, the special edition changes go. Um, and uh, and yeah, and then we have that god-awful Jabba's Palace song, which I don't know why they replaced Laptinek with that, because... I don't know what that is. Uh, well, yeah, Lucas, why? Um, 
so yeah so that's that's sort of my journey with star wars and you know here i am you know um i guess to to give the the, the end of it you know force awakens came out loved it rogue one came out loved it last jedi came out really loved it solo came out it was all right it was okay but it was star wars so i liked it um love star wars rebels um like i like resistance i haven't finished season two of resistance yet i like it enough it's definitely a kid show um more than any of the animated shows have been um forces of destiny is pretty good too i like some of the stuff in that um and then and then yeah rise of skywalker came out and i i really like rise of skywalker you know i'm i'm one of those people um i don't think it's the best movie in the franchise but um i have settled on a place where i like it better than force awakens and i don't like it better than last jedi last jedi is my favorite in the sequel trilogy um so you know i wish i had my phone here but i think to me my order of the movies are i think i can remember it off the top of my head my list of the movies is empire last jedi a new hope rogue one rise of skywalker force awakens revenge of the sith phantom menace solo attack of the clones no i'm forgetting return of the jedi I knew I was missing one. I'm like, wait a second. All right, let's try this again. Empire Strikes Back, Revenge of the Sith, A New Hope, Return of the Jedi, Rogue One. I know I'm butchering my list. I know this is not what my list is. Rogue One, Rise of Skywalker, Force Awakens, and then the rest is the same. Revenge of the Sith. Phantom Menace, Solo Attack of the Clones. Um, that would be my personal Star Wars list, I think. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, that would have to be my list. Um, so yeah, so that's sort of been my journey with Star Wars. I have more Star Wars t-shirts than I do any other t-shirts. Um... I'm actually wearing a Boba Fett shirt right now recording this that I slept in. I've had it for a long time now and it sort of became one of my jammy t-shirts. Um, I've not gotten dressed for the day so I'm just relaxing in my computer chair. Um, so yeah, uh, big Star Wars fan, big Star Wars fan. Um, you know, um, I'm so much of a Star Wars fan that when I'm when I'm in a place where I can get pets and that sort of thing, I am definitely going to try to name them something Star Wars. Um, I've thought about if I ever had kids naming them certain Star Wars related names, um, like Ben, you know, um, 
or Anakin. I'd name a kid Anakin if it worked. Um, Finn, definitely. I love Finn as a name. Um, so yeah, you know, um, big Star Wars fan here. Big, big Star Wars fan. So that's sort of been my journey. Um, that's where I'm at. I, I'm in a place where I'm just ready to accept whatever Lucasfilm has to give me. I will, I will soak it up. Yeah, guys. So, um, so yeah, let, let's talk about some more Star Wars. Um, I guess let's talk about um, Clone Wars. It's over now. How do a bunch of you guys feel about that? Um, you know, this is something that I think a lot of us have wanted for a long time. You know, um, it's crazy to think that how many years later, 14 or something like that. Um, yeah, I guess it would be like 14, 14 years later. That's nuts. Um, it was really good. This last season was really, really good. You know, um, I didn't go into this last season with any expectations other than just yay, more Star Wars. Um, so I really liked it, you know. I like the Bad Batch stuff. I really, really enjoyed the uh, the Ahsoka stuff. I actually am one of those probably rare people that I actually think I liked the Ahsoka stuff more than I did the Bad Batch episodes. Um, that's not to say I didn't that I didn't like the Bad Batch stuff. Um, I totally get why they opened up the season with that. Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean. The last four episodes, though, the final arc, um, is the best that Filoni and crew have ever put out. I mean, it, it's astounding. It's, it's really, really good. So I enjoyed myself with it a lot. Um, it's crazy to think it's over. You know, Rebels is over. It's over. Resistance is gone. Um, I wonder what the next animated star wars will be you know they, they've they've sort of kept it close to the vest i mean you know um team has alluded that they're working on something or they've got something up their sleeve but you know nobody's really been willing to say too much about it um we've heard all sorts of rumors about what it could be some people are saying it could be some people are room saying that it's a series about luke training his um group of jedi you know after starting his academy after uh after return of the jedi some people are saying that it might be more with ahsoka and rex after rebels um maybe like a couple seasons of something you know um before rebels um which i don't know that we need that i mean i haven't read the ahsoka novel yet i own it but i haven't read it yet but I've also seen some people say that it kind of makes the book kind of... It puts the book in a weird standing if you do something like that. Um, but, you know, there's a bunch of different ideas going around saying what it possibly could be. Um, I think 
I think the Luke stuff is the one that I am the most interested in. Um, oh, I mean, and of course you have people that are saying, please, Filoni, give us the, the, the series where Ahsoka and Sabine go after Ezra. You know, because we see them going after him at the end of Rebels and that clencher montage. So, um, you know, that's a possibility of something, too, to really give Ezra that ending, you know, that that character deserves. Um, you know, which you wouldn't have to do very much. You know, you could just do two or three seasons of that, you know, just 20, 30 episodes, I think, is more than plenty to really wrap up that that um you know that story um assuming you know that there's not stuff that i don't know which i'm sure there is um but just in theory that's the way that i see it um but i think that the luke thing is what i'm the most interested right now where i am as a star wars fan you know i there are things in the star wars universe that i want to see that we're more familiar with obviously the Obi-Wan Kenobi series is at the top of the list of things that I'm excited for. But, you know, it is filling in these gaps, talking about things that we don't know about that I think I'm the most interested in right now. I would love to get a High Republic animated show from Filoni, since Star Wars seems to be going in that direction. I think that would be the perfect way to bring in not just kids, but adult Star Wars fans as well give us these characters that we can really anchor in on in this time period instead of it just being all books and that's nothing against the books i i'm one of the defenders of the books and comics and and everything that disney is doing right now but i think if you had a show to back that up with that would be really really great but man that you know the luke and doing his academy maybe you know you could do flashbacks like you know, to him and Lance Orteca and young Ben going after these artifacts and finding all this different stuff. Maybe you can weave in how Snoke came into Ben's life and, and, and got to know Luke and all of these different things and have it lead into, you know, have the last part of the series be, um, you know, been destroying the temple and, and going off, which leads right into where we know the story from, from Luke and the last Jedi. And I feel like that would be a really great thing. I personally have always been a fan of pod racing. You know, I've always said that I'd like something live action because I think with like the, the, and you know, I'm, and I'm, I hate racing. Like I don't like watching NASCAR or anything like that. But the idea, like, you could do so much with, like, the, the engine sounds and you could mix it with something, like, mafia-related or, like, you know, guy gets himself in trouble with big bad mafia boss having to race in pod racing or whatever. But make that something animated. Like, have let us see some more pod racing, you know? I feel like this was something that was dropped and Phantom Menace in the Star Wars universe, and we got the video game and everything, but really they haven't done anything with pod racing. But I feel like that's a really cool thing I'd love to see brought back somehow. Um, I think in terms of the in-between in Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope, I think other than the Obi-Wan Kenobi show, the only other thing that I really would want to see in that time period is 
They left it wide open at the end of Solo. Let's get a Crimson Dawn TV series. Again, you don't have to go full force. You don't have to make it like this 8, 9, 10 season thing. Have it be two, three seasons. And it would be a perfect lead up. It would be a great conclusion to Kira's story, where we see her left off in Solo. It would be a great pickup for Maul in between where we see him in Solo and where it picks up with him in Season 2 of Rebels. It would be perfect, you know? Um, because now getting the end of Clone Wars, we have, we have the tie-in from Clone Wars to Solo. We know he gets away. We know he gets he gets off and he goes and he does his own thing. But now we need that that closure in between in between uh, Solo and Rebels because there's a lot of time period between that. Um, and I think they could do a lot with that area. So those are some of the things that kind of bounce around in my head. Those are the things that I really want to see right now. Obviously, there's some other things too. You know, as a Star Wars fan, I'm really open to pretty much anything. You know, um, I know there were rumors going around for a while that Rey was going to get her own solo movie about where she goes after the Rise of Skywalker. Why not, instead of a movie, why not do that as animation? You know, I think that would be perfectly fine in my opinion. I don't think that necessarily has to be on the big screen. Um, you could do. You know, the Avengers of Rey Skywalker, you know. Um, I think that would be really, really cool, actually. Um, you know, let's explore these parts of the Star Wars galaxy that, you know, we haven't seen, you know. Um, and then that we don't know about. Um, get some talented voice actors that can come in and, and do a young Carrie Fisher voice and, and a young Harrison Ford voice. Maybe do some stuff about after Return of the Jedi, you know. Um you know, and, you know, and all of that, you know, I mean, I know we pretty much get it telegraphed to us and Force Awakens and, and, and other material about like what really happens to their relationship. But, you know, there's just so much, there's so much you can do, like, like, let's fill in these gaps so that we know, you, you know, know the story instead of just going back to what's familiar uh, and, and what we know, you know, um, so those those would be my ideas, you know. Those those me as a Star Wars fan, that's sort of what I'm looking for. Um, High Republic is at the top of my list, but I think then it would. I think my top three things would be a new cartoon show, um, of the High Republic. My second would be the animated show t talking about Luke and Ben when Luke is doing his Jedi Academy, how many years you want to cover as far as timeline goes, completely up to Filoni and crew. But, you know, I mean, I think that would be a really neat time period to show. Um, and you could get Mark Hamill to come in to do it because he's a brilliant voice actor and it could actually be Luke, I think, which would be cool. Um, and then the last thing I guess would would have to be um, would be Crimson Dawn. It really, I think it really would be. As much as I want to see what happened to Ezra at the end of Rebels, and I would, I, I mean, we've all been clamoring for that since Rebels ended. I think ultimately, though, Crimson Dawn is more interesting to me. I really, 
want to see more about this Kara character from Solo. Um, so those are my those are my top three things that I personally would love to see. Um, but we'll just have to wait and see what they have in store. Um, it's definitely it it they definitely have their work cut out for them because it's going to be hard to have a show that hits you on an emotional level the way that Rebels and Clone Wars did. You know, I you know, I was not ready for how this last arc was going to hit me emotionally. Um you know, and, and I said this over in my review and I'll say this here. Um something that I recommend doing and something that I did was I watched episode 9 of Clone Wars and then I watched Revenge of the Sith and then I finished the arc and it really just brought the whole thing together for me you know it really it really did um and it made it more real and it made it more um palpable um it's really deep it's really heavy you know knowing what happens to these characters and and everything um so yeah so there's there's that i think you know i think the future for star wars is really bright i like that they are doing this stuff with the high republic um i think it'll probably be a year year and a half two years before we get anything visual for the high republic era so by this time next year, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't have a new cartoon yet. Um, I'm sure they're still working on, you know, whatever they're working on. I'm sure they're still working on the episodes and the show and fine-tuning things and, and, and on all of that. Um, as, as I would expect, because they take this stuff really seriously and, you know, they want to give us, the fans, the best so you know i appreciate that as as a star wars fan um so yeah so moving on from that then um bunch bunch of really cool announcements yesterday evidently i guess robert rodriguez and um and peyton reed director of ant-man both directed episodes of mandalorian season two holy shit that's cool Um, you know, that's another thing that I really, really have loved, um, is the Mandalorian. I mean, the first live action Star Wars show, um, you know, um, so it's really, really cool. Um, we'll have to see what the second live action Star Wars show will be, whether Obi-Wan Kenobi will get to the finish line or Cassie and Andor. I honestly think that Cass or uh Obi-Wan will make it before Cassian does. I don't think they know what they are doing with Aunt Cassie and Andor in that series. I mean the fact that they still haven't released like the actual name of the series, I think is very telling. I they definitely think it's a show they want to do, but I don't think they know what to do with it yet. So that's a little interesting. Um, but yeah, so I, I definitely have a lot more faith in Deborah Chow and the way that she runs things and that show um, more than I do, more than I do Cassie and Andor. 
Um, so, yeah, you know, that's... Um, and then the biggest news, I think, of all... Can't forget this. Um, Taika Waititi announced a direct next Star Wars movie. Hell to the yes. Um, and he's working alongside um, one of the screenwriter for a 1917, which if you... This isn't Star Wars related, but if you haven't seen 1917, highly recommend it. Highly, highly recommend it. Um, it for sure was in my top three, if not my top five movies of last year. Um, Knives Out was my favorite, and then Joker. And then I think 1917 probably would be my, my, my third. Um, just a brilliant, brilliant movie. Um, so yeah, um, that's, that's that, you know, um, I just can't wait to see what happens with Star Wars and what happens in the future. And, um, hopefully you guys are excited too. Um, and here's the thing that's really important to remember, you know, this was, I was watching, I was watching the behind-the-scenes features of Rise of Skywalker after I watched it on Disney+. And I also watched the first episode of Disney Gallery, The Mandalorian, where they talk about the directors and everything. And, you know, one of the things that... One of the things that was said in both and that really resonated with me, because it's something that I've said for a long time, was that, you know, Star Wars is for kids and as much as it's great as much as i'm an adult and i love it and it's great but i've always been really childlike in my nature you know i'm, I'm a big kid at heart i've said that for years you know and i think that's why i care about kids so much and why i do honestly think that star wars is the best that it could be right now yeah there's some blemishes yeah rise of skywalker could have been a little bit honed in a little bit more I think the pieces are there. It's just a little put together blocky, you know. Um, I think Solo could have been a lot better. But even with those two things, I think overall the Disney Star Wars era has been the best that we could ever hope for. And I think it's giving kids, boys and girls, so much that they can hold on to. And, you know spreading these good messages and these morals and what it means to be a good person and, and, you know, stories about redemption and that you're never too far gone. I mean, this is so important to have um, because it gives these kids hope, you know, and you never know what goes on in somebody's life, you know. Uh, to, not to turn this podcast into a downer, but, you know, you have no way of knowing whether the neighbor kid down the street has you know, an alcoholic, abusive father, and Star Wars is the thing that gives this kid hope, you know, and, and you know, um, you just have no idea, and so I think it's important that we have these stories, you know, and, and people like you and I, adults, you know, the more ma mature part of the fandom, we can debate and we can talk about production and what should have been and shouldn't have been and how Disney's handling all the things. But if we get so caught up in the should or shouldn'ts of the production side of things that we lose sight 
of how the future generations aren't handling it, then I think we've sort of missed the point, you know? I think I think a very good thing that a lot of different Star Wars fans should do is go to the nearest kid that you know, whether it's your own child or a neighbor kid or a friend's kid or whatever, and ask them what they think about Star Wars. And just let them word vomit and tell you what Star Wars means to them. And I think that it will I think that should be the 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 real clincher on how Star Wars is doing right now. And I and I really do, and I really do think that. And I think to the chagrin of a lot of Star Wars fans out there, and believe me, I get it to a degree, but I think to the chagrin of a lot of Star Wars fans, I think they're what they're gonna realize when they really talk to these kids. You know, um, they're going to see that Star Wars is doing just fine. You know, these kids are eating it up and loving it, you know. Um, You know, I mean, think about me. You know, I told my journey at the beginning of the episode. I mean, think about me. Yeah, I had my problems with Attack of the Clones, but Attack of the Clones didn't ruin my love for Star Wars, you know. I still found things that I loved in it, you know. I loved the the Yoda and Dooku fight, and I loved Jango Fett and Obi-Wan and the whole, like, mystery detective type noir thing that was going on there was so much that i loved in attack of the clones even though there was a lot that i didn't like as well it wasn't until other people came to me and was like this is shit it was only then that i was like oh yeah you're right this is shit isn't it you know you know your soul and your heart will tell you like how to respond you know and ultimately that first gut reaction to something like a tv show or a movie you know um art that's usually the one you should go with because it's usually more in tune with how you feel and that doesn't mean that later on you can go and like do more research and figure out why more and maybe in figuring out why you feel the way makes you actually turn to the opposite side you know, or make you appreciate it even more, or whatever the case may be. But my point is, Star Wars is for kids. It always has been. You know, and unless you're somebody that is really able to push away your adultisms, quote unquote, then I don't think you're ever really going to get in tune with what Star Wars is about. You know, I really don't. You know, Star Wars is about having fun and 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 about what it takes to be a good person and good versus evil and that's what it always should be about so that's the podcast thank you for listening see you guys next time peace out